0: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card...
1: Right this way.
0: It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world.
3: We cover
4: the stories behind what's moving money and markets...
6: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
7: Listening to Fox Sports Radio.
8: A Friday it is. Glad to have you with us. And we've got big, big news from the NFL, or maybe, Aaron, it's just a big, big deal. Josh Allen gets paid a six year extension, as you heard, worth two hundred and fifty eight million dollars according to reports there are some details to get into it's going to be added on to the current contract which has two years left he's got a final year on his rookie deal and then they've picked up the fifth year option in 2022 then the six-year deal kicks in averaging out to 43 million dollars per year gets 100 million dollars guaranteed at signing Josh Allen. May not be a bill for life, but I'll say this. He's going to be a bill for the next eight years or so in Buffalo getting that monster deal today, Aaron.
9: yeah my first of all my initial reaction was thank you bills thank you josh allen because we weren't sure what we were going to talk about to lead this show today it's kind of a quiet uh uh, day in what has been a busy couple weeks here in august and i know this show was at all the training camps and so we were wondering what we're going to talk about and uh this kind of fell from the heavens but dan my reaction was kind of like yours i mean you know we're now i think so conditioned where uh the next great quarterback when they get up on that clock we always assume it's gonna get done um you know, you're going to, uh, you know, it's going to get done. They're going to get the money. It's probably going to be more than anybody other than Patrick Mahomes. And that's exactly what happened here. Obviously coming off an incredible season, Josh Allen, we knew he was going to get paid. We didn't know how much we didn't know exactly when, but when you play at a MVP caliber level and you lead the bills to the AFC championship game, this isn't surprising at all.
8: There seemed to be this race, this off season between Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen and determining who is going to get their deal first, and then whoever uh, didn't would be able to top the yearly average or yearly average salary that the uh, that the other got. So maybe Lamar Jackson is sitting in the catbird seat with that. And I and I'll get to Lamar Jackson in a little bit, but there's there's something that's so interesting happening with the quarterback position in the NFL, Aaron, and it's. There is. It is now a time when we see guys like Matthew Stafford, when we see guys like Sam Darnold, when we see guys like Josh Rosen and Dwayne Haskins all moving around in places early on in their careers despite having the, the, the first-round pick label on them. When we see Matthew Stafford finally being dealt by the tr- Detroit Lions after a long career in Detroit and going to the Rams, what it tells me is that there are quarterbacks available. And this yeah. is this is something that, that has been, been going on in the last year or two where seven or eight years ago, there there was not this movement in the NFL. There, were, there, there was not the ability to say, hey, maybe if one team gives up on a quarterback or has a coaching change so their first-round uh, pick isn't necessarily uh in good graces with the with the new coaching staff or doesn't fit what they want to do guys are available Guy like there, there are guys that are available but there's there's one thing that has changed is once that you once that you think you've got your guy you do anything that you can to keep him and the Dallas Cowboys obviously did it with Dak Prescott and giving his deal And the Buffalo Bills. Didn't want to go down that road giving this monster contract to Josh Allen. But with all that being said, I think it does lead the question of do do you want to give that mega, mega deal to to Josh Allen? How much are you saving on the back end by giving it, you know, giving the deal to him now as opposed to not necessarily playing hardball but just waiting a little bit longer and 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 to me for for all of the movement that has changed the one thing that has stayed the same is if you think you got your guy Teams are going to want to lock him up, and we saw it with Dallas, and now that we've saw, seen it with the Buffalo Bills, not to, not to be a, a who knows what's going to happen, but time will tell if this deal is going to be beneficial for a guy who was considered the league's MVP at times last
9: year. Well, and that that was kind of my initial takeaway, Dan, was that I, I get we are in a world now where, as I just said a minute ago, uh, when – Truly, you know, I don't know if even elite is the right word. I mean, Deshaun Watson makes $39 million a year. Dak makes $40 million a year. So very, very, very good. Deshaun Watson probably has elite talent. Um, we kind of are at this point where... The next guy we know is always going to get more right up until that Patrick Mahomes threshold. But with this contract, uh, Josh uh, Josh Allen will make the second most money in the NFL behind only Patrick Mahomes. And, and what kind of stood out to me was uh, kind of what you said is, is you're not trying to lowball him. He's the face of your franchise. You did incredible things with him. But you're essentially doing this off of a a truly, you know, I don't know about historic, but an incredible season for Josh Allen where he established himself as the face of the organization and all that. But it was just two years ago, 2019, where you were good, but you were kind of winning, I don't want to say despite him, but not because of him. Uh, You know, 20 touchdowns, 9 interceptions in 2019, explodes to 37 touchdowns with 10 INTs in 2020. And so I just bring it up to say it's a lot of money off of one really truly elite year of production. I mean, even if you look at, say, Dak Prescott, yeah, he probably never had the, the season quite like Patch, uh, quite like Josh Allen did this past season, but he had a three-, four-year sample size of, okay, this is the guy going forward that we need to keep. And so when I look at Josh Allen, I just think, um, is there any way you could have said, hey, let, let's reconsider this in the offseason and you kind of play that that game of Russian roulette of there's the chance that he could again put up MVP-type numbers and maybe you got to eat pay him even more? Or maybe he kind of regresses to the mean in a year where you're coming off an AFC championship game. Maybe he isn't quite as good as he looked those last eight, nine weeks of the season, and all of a sudden you get him for a little bit less money.
8: I think that there's there's something unique in play here. And again, this extension really won't kick in until 2023. I mean, he's going to get a lot of money once he signs the contract, a $100 million guaranteed at signing. So the Bills are going to be on the hook for that. But, but it's also... I I do believe, Aaron, that the Bills wanted to get this done this off season. Not only because you're like he's going to cost more next season if we end up uh, having to uh, to reach an agreement with him, but it's the the fact that Brian Dable, their offensive coordinator, stayed for another year, and there's no necessarily guarantee that that uh, Dable's going to be around there for the long term, as he could be a head coach in the NFL. We thought he'd be a, maybe a head coach this time around, but you also kind of wonder a little bit on the Bill side of things that you like. All right, is everything set up for another monster year, where then he would want to surpass? Uh, Patrick Mahomes in that yearly salary if they waited. So the sooner they got it done, the better for the Buffalo Bills, and I think it's the better for for Lamar Jackson. Sure, you talk about the questions for for Josh Allen after one season. In the in those, I, I know that there are people who are still questioning Lamar Jackson and what he does uh, in, in the in the passing game. But when you look at the numbers, when you just even look at the success, I know the Bills made it to the AFC Championship game last season, and Lamar Jackson has just won one playoff game, as, as we say. But the Bills are two and two with Josh Allen as as the a playoff quarterback, and the Ravens are one and three. And when you look at the numbers of what Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen have done, the rushing numbers by Lamar Jackson are absolutely absurd. And another, some that say, well, how long is that going to last? But when you really look at the two, I would argue that I think that Lamar Jackson has actually accomplished more. He's got the MVP. He's taken the team to a number one seed. Yeah, they didn't get done in the playoffs, but I think that Lamar Jackson has is, is accomplished more. Now, if you're Lamar Jackson and you're the Baltimore Ravens, is it, it do you just ask for forty four million to be under that forty five million dollars uh, of Patrick Mahomes or? do you say, all right, well, make me the highest-paid quarterback in the National Football League? And if you're the Baltimore Ravens and you're all in on Lamar Jackson, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I think that for as great a news for Josh Allen and for the amount of money that he got, it's even better news for Lamar Jackson, considering he could take his numbers and compare them to what Josh Allen's done and maybe make an argument that that his his numbers and what he's done in the short period of time are even better and if you want to give him 44 or 45 million dollars to pass Patrick Mahomes, I think that Lamar Jackson has an argument for it.
9: Absolutely and it was funny cuz that was another one of my initial just first reactions in um, you know, when when you see this when you see this contract come out, is you know the the never ending debate of twenty whatever it was twenty eighteen NFL draft. You have all five of those guys go in the first round: Baker Mayfield, uh, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold. I mean, I think we know a couple of those guys are not going to be the futures of their individual organization. But you know, the Josh Allen debate uh, with Lamar Jackson, I think, continues to rage on. Where I'm with you is that you know if I have to, I'll say this: if I have to bet my life on one of those guys over the next five ten years. Just just continuing to play at the level that they essentially have the last two or three years. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. I know he regressed a little bit last year. I understand that some of the numbers were down, but I just think he's so dynamic. He's so unique. I know that as he gets older, it's going to be harder to kind of be the dual threat guy that he currently is right now. But but if I'm hitching my wagon to one over the next five or seven years, I really do believe it would be Lamar Jackson. And that's Interesting. Not to, yeah, and it's not to take anything away from Josh Allen. It's just that I kind of, what I was just saying a minute ago with Dak, is I just have the longer sample size of him being consistent at an elite level, and maybe it's only two years with him versus one year against Josh Allen, and so I only bring it up because I guess I could look really stupid by the end of this year, but It just feels like right now, um, I I, I don't want to call it an overreaction to what happened last year and and how good Josh Allen was, but I just want a little bit of a bigger sample size, and so Mm -hmm. I only bring it up to say Lamar Jackson does have those two years of essentially really elite production. Again, I understand he wasn't quite as good last year as he was in the MVP year, but I think it bodes well for him going forward.
8: That's the thing about it is I think that Lamar Jackson uh, has – He's got an argument when you put his numbers up to, to what Josh Allen has to get more than that. But if you talk about hitching your wagon in the future, the thing about Allen that is so intriguing and why I would hitch it to, to, to him more than Lamar for the next five or ten years is when even when Allen was coming out of Wyoming, there was this untapped potential. There were the physical traits, but we didn't know how it would fit in an NFL offense, if they could improve his accuracy, uh, would he be just solely a, a running quarterback? And he did show in the last twelve months that there that the, he was able to take that next step. He was an MVP candidate last year. He was in that conversation. Which then makes you believe, like in the NBA draft, when you have a guy that was an 18-year-old kid that we haven't seen in college, but all of a sudden made strides his rookie year or the second year, you're like, okay, this this could be everything could be here for this for this guy. Maybe Josh Allen ends up being a Giannis type of guy. Maybe maybe not the most uh, exact sort of comparison, but I think it's just the hope and the promise. That you thought that you've seen that there actually is growth. It's not perfect, but you've seen that it, it's it's growth, and that he can he can add on to what he's done with his physical tools. Makes me think that Josh Allen could be the guy to, that you should hitch that wagon to for the next five or ten years. Where Lamar Jackson, the one thing about Lamar Jackson that I love and I hate that people will criticize him for this, but. W- I don't know if people thought that they could take what he did in college and translate it to the NFL game, mm-hmm. and he's done that. The question is now, you know, will it be sustainable over that time? I don't know. I just I, I feel that the the potential of Josh Allen, he's fulfilled some of the things that we've asked for him, and that makes me believe that he could do it a little bit longer. I, I get, think Jackson's going to get paid, but it's just uh, him filling those those uh, that potential.
9: So this is why you're a great co-host because you just brought out the best point in me. That I didn't even know I had in myself, which is that Lamar Jackson is essentially doing just a higher level against better competition, what he's done for five, six years now. What would concern me a little bit, and I'm not saying I wanted to pay Josh Allen because I would have, but what was the concern about Josh Allen coming into the NFL? It was accuracy. Yep. Well, last year I know Brian Dable was there. He's back this year, but Josh Allen completes seventy percent of his passes on his way to again an MVP caliber season. And I just sit there and say, what is that the evolution of a quarterback that's getting better every year, or is that the guy? Is that a one year outlier and he's going to regress back to that 65 percent completion percentage? And then how different is he viewed if that's the case? He's
8: Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Coming up next, there's another quarterback that is very happy that Josh Allen got paid. We'll tell you who that is next here on
7: Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio
2: app.
11: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
8: Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug on this Friday. Going to check in with our Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider, Adam Kaplan. In about five or ten minutes or so, plus in a little bit, we'll get the latest of what's happening from Isaac Lowenkron. Uh, Just a little bit more on the quarterbacks, and I want to get your thoughts about what happened last time between the Steelers and Cowboys. Don't worry, we're not going to break down the game, people. It's just more about what the Hall of Fame game is. But really, in in thinking about this Josh Allen deal, Baker Mayfield's also going to be up for a contract, and I think that Baker Mayfield and his agents know, and I think that we all know that he's probably, Aaron, not, going to be sniffing around that 43 million dollar mark that josh allen or lamar jackson will maybe more on the the 33 to 35 million dollar mark where a russell wilson is or where a jared goff ended up being for the rams i think that's probably a safe neighborhood for baker mayfield maybe a little bit north of that if they wanted to get greedy but i think that the real winner in all of this could actually be kyler murray okay because the, I don't think the cardinals are, first of all all of their I should say all but when you sign JJ Watt when you sign AJ Green when you bring these guys in you you're kind of saying to yourself all right we think that we've got we've got a window and it's a uh, it's a window to to win now and when you look at their future, I don't know how good Arizona is going to be. Cliff Kingsbury is probably on the hottest seat of any of the 32 coaches in the NFL, but they do have a star quarterback. I think at the end that Kyler Murray is probably the guy that wins most out of all of this because if he puts together another strong season, then I think he would have the argument to maybe surpass that $45 million mark by Patrick Mahomes. It's more of more of next year of what it could mean than anybody else in the quarterback class from 2018.
9: So you don't think Daniel Jones fits in the same category? No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> not, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Not just
8: yet. Not <laughs> okay. yet.
9: No, it's an interesting opinion, and it, it really it speaks to the fact, if you are the guy, you are going to get paid. And I think that's yep. what, to me, makes the Josh Allen move so interesting is, again, I hate to belabor the point, and you brought out the best argument that I have on behalf of that point last segment, which is not that he's not talented, but... But he basically put up numbers last year that that he has never put up at any point in his career. Most notably, kind of his efficiency, his um, you know his completion percentage. Sure. And but he got paid for it. He got paid for it. The Bills didn't want to wait until after another season, potentially fearing that he'd be even better, that they'd have to pay him even more. And so again, Kyler Murray win lose Cliff Kingsbury or not, uh, if he puts up the kind of ga- this kind of seasons that he has previously and has success and can stay healthy, and we know he's a little bit banged up last. Year, I don't see any reason why we're not talking about him at this time next year with a monster deal as well.
8: I don't know necessarily what all Arizona has going for them outside of Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. But if if Cliff Kingsbury, easy for me to say, does get dismissed... It's a job that any offensive guru around the NFL would love to have. Sure, like that that like to be able to go to a place where you have that sort of talent there, and specifically at the quarterback position. Which then Aaron makes Kyler Murray even more valuable because he's the only reason that you would you know that you would have a head coach look at Arizona as a destination to be if it, if it got to that point with the Arizona Cardinals. So maybe Kyler Murray is the winner in all of this. I think we are the winner in all of what happened last night. Sure? And that is that football is back. And and I found so many more arguments on Twitter about what last night really is, and it's Steelers and Cowboys. To me, I've always said, Aaron, it's just seeing the uniforms on the field. It's seeing the graphics on the screen. It's seeing the stuff that we come accustomed to every Sunday in the National Football League in the fall that's finally on our TVs in the summer. It's nothing more. It's nothing less. It's it's not a regular season game. We know that, but you know what? It's not just another preseason game either, and I think that's the thing that people need Need to realize when it comes to the Hall of Fame game, I had it on the entire night. It doesn't mean I was actively watching the entire night, but when we've waited you know, six, seven months for football to finally come around again, when it's back and it's on your screen, I think opening night, you should you should have a great appreciation for what the Hall of Fame game is.
9: So I'm with you 100%. I mean, I just I had it on in the background. I was fired up. I actually really enjoyed the pregame stuff with Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson and Troy Aikman all on the set there on Fox. I loved every second of it, and that's what it is to me. It's the moment where you just realize, okay, summer is coming to an end. Send the kids back to school. It's time for football, baby. And, you know, listen, I would say social media sometimes, you can't can't let it be a reflection of whatever, and I'm not saying you are, Dan, but uh, let it be a reflection of what everybody's thinking because I think most people that I spoke with, most people that are in my friend group, my peer group, We were just fired up to have football back, and we didn't care who won, who lost, what the final score was. We knew we weren't going to get very much Dak Prescott and Big Ben. We obviously got none of them. Uh, But to me, I think there are moments like this in sports all the time, right? Uh, You know, college football is coming up. Week 1 is the is the week that all the big games are. This year it's Alabama, Miami, Georgia, Clemson on and on. But there's also games week 0. If you know, Danny, you're a college mm-hmm. football fan, you know. And usually there's two or three games the week before and they're not important games and they're not impactful games. And by the way, even on that Labor Day weekend we usually get a couple games on Thursday and you know I don't know that Washington State against uh, you know against uh, or or uh, you know Washington State against whoever Uh, I don't think that that means that we can't enjoy the fact that it's starting even if it's not Alabama Miami so to me the Hall of Fame game is almost like that week zero in college football where you just celebrate that it's back you know the the games that matter might not be happening at this moment but they're close and we're here.
8: He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. We've got some breaking news. Let's go to the news desk with Isaac Longcraw.
7: Breaking news from Fox Sports.
12: Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports has just reported that free agent superstar Kawhi Leonard has decided that he is re-signing with the Los Angeles Clippers. Haynes adds that terms are being discussed. Dan and Aaron.
8: Thank you very much, Isaac. Don't go far because we want to get all the latest of what else is happening. But not much of a surprise. This seemed like the uh, end result when he had the partially torn ACL, underwent surgery. Have no idea on what his availability will be at any point in the NBA's regular season. Uh, Likely a nil and void of of none. Postseason, who even knows? But this seemed to be the ultimate the, the ultimate stopping point for Kawhi Leonard is figuring out a deal to go back to the Clippers and then try to get a payday maybe a year or two down the line.
9: Yeah, I was on air uh, actually filling in for you on Sunday with V.J. Husky when he officially opted out of the contract. And we talked about it a little bit then, but this was always the end game, especially in an offseason where, one, the team did have postseason success. And I know a lot of it was without him after he got hurt in that Utah series. But when you're coming off a major injury, you're not going anywhere. You're not hitting the open free agency market in, uh, you know, in the in the traditional sense. Let alone, it's clear we all know that LA is where he wants to be. So uh, it, it feels like a big headline. Uh, you know, I get why Isaac had to jump in there for for this exact moment. But at the end of the day, it's not very surprising.
7: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
8: Man, He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio to talk some NFL, our good buddy in Fox Sports Radio, NFL Insider that you can hear on the Inside the Birds podcast and on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Adam Kaplan joins us as he is in our neighborhood on his training camp tour in Southern California. Hello, Adam. How are you?
10: Guys, good to be with you. Yeah, I am. Uh, just got done with Chargers camp, going to Rams camp in a couple hours. They're pretty amazing. They're only 15 minutes from each other, but... Uh... Yeah, the, the the Josh Allen story broke it really right in the middle of practice uh, this morning, and certainly getting a lot of reaction uh, around the league with it. And it's it's funny because I had a couple teams reach out to me. They want to know what's the the full guarantee it's signing because when you see the numbers out there, they're they're really what they what's really reported. But the forty three million dollars per year is actually real. But I pegged it forty three to forty five million. So it it when went in with that range, the question is. How much money is actually fully guaranteed at signing? Because that is very important to clubs and also
8: agents. We had we had seen a hundred million at signing. Adam was one of the things that I saw. One hundred fifty million dollars in guarantees for Josh Allen. Are those numbers, if correct, are they are, are they in the neighborhood of what you thought?
10: Yeah. In fact, it it, cl- it would clobber um, Patrick Mahomes' deal. That he got a ten year extension. For 45 million, but per season. But remember, that's a 10-year extension. Where Josh Allen gets a six-year extension uh, worth 43 million and the full guarantee guaranteed signing. And I'm not. It should be much better than Mahomes because first of all, he's got Tom Condon. Uh, he's like the quarterback agent. He's a legend in the business. People might remember. He actually played for the Chiefs and uh, in the late 70s and early 80s before he became the president of the Players Association and then became an agent. And he gets he gets the quarterback deals, and he, he has Josh Allen, and it's a it's quite a story. If you look at Josh Allen's career, right, 2018 did not play particularly well, uh, very inaccurate. You know, people were wondering do the, the Bills reach he, he. 2019, you started to see some improvement, and last season, Dan, you and I have talked about this on your show with, Rich Reister on Sundays. I mean, look, let's call it like it is. The guy's improvement was remarkable, one of the most remarkable improvements of of accuracy I, I can remember. Because usually coaches will tell you, you cannot significantly improve accuracy but Josh Allen is done that, and I never would have believed it after year one
9: so Adam that was gonna be my follow-up um obviously look you know MVP caliber season last year from Josh yep. Allen but is there any chance that it was a little bit of an outlier and I know the offensive staff has worked with him uh, Brian Dable is very well respected but is there a chance yep. that there is just some regression because the progression was so impressive from one year to the next 2019 to 2020
10: you know, it's funny you bring that up. You're not the first person to ask me that. I mean, look, it's going to be hard to duplicate last year's numbers. Uh, no question, because when you, when you throw as much as they do, and in today's NFL, to throw nearly 75 at a 70% clip, it's just hard to believe. It's, it's I never would have believed it. But, yeah, you mentioned the coaching staff. and let's, let's put in Ken Dorsey, the quarterback coach, who we might remember from University of Miami and sort of a journeyman quarterback. They did a remarkable job. And, and here's the other thing. And we see this a lot with quarterbacks. If you continue to have your same coaches that work with you, just think if Alex Smith would have had that early in his career uh, with North Turner and and Mike uh, McCarthy, two guys who coached him but would leave very quickly. When you go from coaching staff to coaching staff, it hurts you. So having having the same offensive coordinator, same offensive scheme, same quarterback coach, that matters. And that's part of his success. It's a very good point you make. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports
8: Radio, our NFL insider. He's here in Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today. So what does this mean for Lamar Jackson in Baltimore? Is is he now slotted in between Mahomes and Allen on the yearly salary? Is he getting more than Allen? Is he getting more than Mahomes? What happens with Lamar and the Ravens?
10: Yeah, and remember a couple things, Dan. He does not have an agent. He uses an attorney and uh, they you know, they they use some advisors. It's gonna be fascinating because if you just look at what the, the regression of, of um, Lamar Jackson last season. Now, the good thing is they want, he, he won his first playoff game. But if you just look at the, the – the, the, like two years ago, he was an MVP last year. He obviously dropped off. Now, we didn't have an offseason. Talk of the Ravens, they wanted to do a lot more with him, and they weren't able to do that. Now, I know he, he's come off the COVID list, but he's, you know, he's missed the first week of training camp. You have to ask yourself if you're the Ravens, because they do not throw the ball very much, how do you justify giving him anywhere close to what Josh Allen got No. It shouldn't be less than forty million a year. That's really the that's the low end number now. Uh, we now have a anyone who does an extension like I, I just was with the Chargers. When Justin Herbert gets his after twenty twenty two, that should be that should happen. His agency rep. I mean, um, his agency, no question about it. Athletes first should look to, for him to be the first fifty million dollar a year player. Why do I say that? Because the TV money goes up in twenty twenty three. The cap will go up significantly that year. There's no question that there will be more money available, and the agents really need to take it to the next level. But right now, Lamar Jackson's just not the accomplished passer. Look, you could ask for whatever you want, but the fact of the matter is he shouldn't be getting much more than 40000000 He million. It, it It'll be challenging to beat Dak Prescott's deal, which he got last season.
9: So you just bring up something interesting, Adam. You know, the idea of Justin Herbert or anyone potentially being a $50 million quarterback. At what point do we make so much money that, I don't know, The running backs or the corners or the safety start saying, hey, can we get a little cut of this pie here? I'm not saying quarterbacks aren't, you know, by far the most valuable guy on a team. But when you're talking about uh, guys, uh, multiple guys already making 40 plus million and now we're going to hit that 50 million dollar barrier soon. I'm not saying that guys in the locker room are going to be upset or anything like that. But man, can we give some money to somebody else? Uh, It feels a little unfair to me. That's all.
10: No, and it's true. Look, there's no, there's, there's been no trickle-down. The safety market is really not going up um, all that much. I mean, we're, you know, the, the Jamal Adams wants a certain number. He hasn't gotten it yet. They, the, the Seahawks are absolutely willing to extend his contract. It's just what he wants to do, they're not at yet. Um, the cornerback market has grown in the 20s, in, in the $20 million range with Jalen uh, Ramsey and others. But we, we're we seeing the quarterback numbers grow because, as he said, it's the heartbeat of the football team. It's the one position – if you're a football team, the guy looks like he's going to be a superstar. You don't worry about doing it and doing it early because you know the numbers are just going to go up. Let's just say, for instance, right, let's say the Bills uh, could not get a deal done and he has another great year, Josh Allen. Well, not only are you looking at $45 million, who's to say if, if Baker Mayfield gets his deal or another quarterback gets his deal that that deal that Josh Allen would be after the 22 season – or, or maybe in March would be 45 to 48 million. This is the problem with that the Cowboys pay with Dak Prescott. They kept waiting. They wanted to do 35 million. Well, guess what? They waited too long and they, and they did 40 million. This is what happens when you wait.
8: Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. There's been a lot of talk or non-talk about quarterbacks and their vaccination status. We've heard Ron Rivera make his piece, obviously, with with his health. We've heard Mike Zimmer make his comments. What are you hearing with other players on uh, their dealings with players who aren't vaccinated? Is this just a coaching problem? Could this be a locker room problem or maybe not even a problem at all? What have you been hearing?
10: Yeah, Dan, it's a little bit simmering. We know the Bills had their issue on social media a couple weeks ago. Um, it's going to be – it's not that big of a deal now because we don't have games that count. But once we get into September and we know about the memo that came out last month, if it starts costing teams games or uh, paychecks, which are tied into that, obviously if a game has to be canceled, which the league absolutely does not want and they – They've gone out and said, "Look, there's just not room within the schedule." The NFLPA does not agree with that, but if it winds up costing somebody a paycheck, then it's going then that's where you get the finger pointing. And that, that look, that might happen. Dan, we'll remember this conversation here in early August. Let's hope it doesn't happen in September, but it's not out of the question because some still some key players, particularly quarterbacks, have not been vaccinated
9: yet. For people who missed it, uh, Adam, if correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you have just left training uh, training camp from the Chargers here. What did correct. you see? Yeah. How much could you see? Obviously, there's so much excitement about Justin Herbert going into this season, but, but what were your overall thoughts, new coach, all that stuff?
10: Yeah, look, they're, they're a relatively young team with a relatively young coaching staff. And they've got a lot of upside. I think it's a little bit better than last year's team. Um, the issue last year was not having Darren James. He's healthy. He looks tremendous. You knock on wood that he stays healthy. He is a tone setter at the safety position. You mentioned Herbert. Uh, I like Joe Lombardi, the new offensive coordinator, comes over from New Orleans. You know, Joe Lombardi was one of those up-and-coming coaches, the grandson of the great Vince Lombardi. And it didn't work out for him as a first-time offensive coordinator with Detroit. He didn't even, he didn't even finish out the season in 2015. But your coaches grow and evolve. I'll be interested to see that their relationship. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk to him tomorrow. I'm going to go to the Chargers camp tomorrow morning once again. And they're pretty. They're pretty. They're a pretty solid team. And Brandon Staley is their head coach, and he's he's one of these guys a lot of people around the league felt would become a great head coach. He's got a chance to do it. He's got great command, and he's a guy who comes from the offensive side of the football, though he coached defense in college and pro, so he's pretty versatile. I, I like this team. They've got a good temperament. Uh, their history, Look, their history is they've had some bad luck with injuries, and let's not forget, they've got another team in town who they're contending with, a team I'll see in about two hours, uh, with the Rams, and you know that's the that's the thing in this town, as you guys know, being out here, it's it's tough to compete in this market for football when it's really more about the Rams. Uh, unfortunately,
8: it's tough to compete with the Dodgers and Lakers as well in this city. That too. Yep. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider. Find him on Twitter at KaplanNFL. Enjoy Rams camp, Adam. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks. He's Eric Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up, Isaac Lohenkron allows us to see in the future, and there's some very good news for an NFL team ahead. That next year on Fox Sports Radio.
7: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
11: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever
8: you get your podcast. Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug today. Olympic Games uh, starting to wind down. Closing ceremony coming up on Sunday night, which will be... Well, in the middle of the night for us here on Saturday night, Sunday morning, uh, uh, here across this great country, there is a big game tonight for Team USA as they take on France in the gold medal game in men's basketball. We'll dive into that in about 10 minutes or so. But in the meantime, Isaac Lohancron is here to play a game. game time!
7: This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show.
12: All right, Isaac, what game do we have today? Well, yesterday was the premiere of Can You Hear Me Now? <laughs> what about today? I heard about that. Psychic. <laughs> All right, psychic, plural. Will Team USA bring home the gold with a win over France? And I'm literally asking you to look into the future because the game will technically be played on Saturday morning in Tokyo.
8: Mm, I, uh, Aaron, I do see gold. Actually, it's, it's one of those cases where France, I think, is in the unenviable position of having a rematch game against Team USA. Like when you face Team USA, you usually only want to play them once Because the likelihood of beating that team twice, I think, is slim. France already beat them earlier in these games. I think it's going to be more difficult the second time around. I'm going with Team USA in
9: tonight's game. I had not taken that into consideration, Dan, but I think you're right. Uh, Team USA is obviously the most talented team. Stop with the nonsense about the world catching up. It's not even close, but... The one place you can catch Team USA is if they're not ready, if they're underprepared like they were in that first game. I actually watched the first game against France. Did not look like they had gelled. Well, they've gelled, and now they're coming into this game with a chip on their shoulder after France beat them in the first game. I'm with you. I can see into the future. I see gold in America's future. I'm
8: going to go with a theory here. Okay, and I want to get your thoughts they on it. They the you first can, game. Go ahead. No, no. If you're the Sacramento Kings, I thought about this when Australia was, was beating the Americans in the first half. Oh, my goodness. Why not just make your whole team the Australia national team? Like, if, if they if they could – now. granted, in the second half it all fell apart. But if, if France ends up beating Team USA – just try to acquire Rudy Gobert and Nicholas Batum and just make it. That would just be the Sacramento Kings. You can't tell me you can't do better than what you're doing right now if you're beating that team. I mean, is, I like is that, that a fair point? I mean, think about the continuity that you would have if just Team Australia was the Sacramento Kings. You would have to worry about mixing in guys here, there, and everywhere.
9: Yeah, I like that. I mean, listen. It can't be worse for the Sacramento Kings. Literally, right? on an Eighteen year, nineteen year postseason drought. Um, I like it. I really, I really don't hate it. I really don't hate what it. What a try great
8: to, idea! Yeah, just try to draft. You know, trade for Patty Mills now that he's in Brooklyn. Just make that your team because if they're beating Team USA, which I know they didn't end up doing, but heck, they've got to at least be better than. You know, some of the NBA teams we've got.
12: Join us on December 15th when they host the Charlotte Hornets for Koala Night. The first fifteen. <laughs> I mean, think about the marketing possibilities. Foster, sure. Foster's the official beer of the Sacramento Kings. I love TV it. ratings in Sydney will
9: explode. <laughs> Why not? Man, that's not? I mean, that's basically what the Rockets did for eight years with Yao Ming. The Lakers are doing it with uh, AARP. That was pretty gratuitous. Uh, All right. On to
12: the NFL psychics. Will Deshaun Watson be traded sometime this season?
9: Mm -hmm. What do you see, Aaron, in your crystal ball? My crystal ball, I see a lot of uh, towel waving for Deshaun Watson this year. I don't believe that he will be traded while this legal case is still going on. We all know the NFL has not interviewed him yet. It does not appear as though this investigation is wrapping up anytime soon. I just don't believe that any team is going to give up capital that interests the Houston Texans at this point with Deshaun Watson's future so uncertain.
8: I just, yeah, I don't know why you would trade a guy when his value is at the absolute lowest. I, I, I don't, if you didn't do it earlier, why would you do it now? And there's no way that a team is going to give up the, the amount that you would need to give up to make it a fair trade. So you would try to lowball the Houston Texans, and I just don't know why the Houston Texans would end up accepting that offer.
12: And finally, psychics, will cornhole become an Olympic sport in 2028 in los angeles Mm,
8: this could be something we talk about a little bit later on in the show but i will say right
9: now the outcome does not look so good i will say as a psychic stay tuned because we will talk about it later in the show (laughs) (laughs)
7: that's game huh this
9: is game time
7: on the doug gottlieb show
9: He's Aaron
8: Torres. I'm Dan Byer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. Team USA goes for the gold tonight. Is it gold or bust? We'll talk about it next.
3: I'm Saleha Mohsen, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington.